Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. theme that we will be focusing on this afternoon will be faiths, trials, and tests. So we're going to read 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 6 and 7 and we will read two versions from the one from the New King James Version and the other from the Good News Translation. But let us pray. Father we thank you for our time together this afternoon. We thank you for your Spirit's presence and guidance with us. And we thank you for giving us ears to hear today and eyes to see truth. We pray for the richness of your presence and anointing to open our hearts so that we may understand that which we hear, that which we read, as we look to you for further revelation in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for everyone who has logged on and is participating in this session of our teaching this afternoon. We ask your blessing on the teaching, the preaching, as well as the listening of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let's read from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Peter says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now let's read the same verses from the, new, from the Good News Translation. Be glad about this, even though it may now be necessary for you to be sad for a while because of the many kinds of trials you suffer. Their purpose is to prove that your faith is genuine, even gold, which can be destroyed, is tested by fire. And so your faith, which is much more precious than gold, must also be tested so that it may endure. Then you will receive praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed. So the title of my message this afternoon is called Faiths, Trials and Tests. Peter says that our faith in God and in his word will always be tested and tried by fire through the various trials that we may face from time to time. He goes on to say that these different trials may bring a measure of grieving or suffering, but it will only be for a little while 
until we are complete and established in our faith. He emphasizes this truth also in his epistle as well. In 1 Peter 5 and verse 10 we read, But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. He also states that these trials are for the purpose of testing our faith, whether it is genuine and not just superficial. Genuine faith, Peter says, is much more precious than gold, and it brings great honor and glory to God when it is tested and found to be genuine. This is so important. Many in the body of Christ profess that they have faith in God's word, but in reality, it is not genuine faith. Once that faith is being tested, we discover that it is not Bible faith, but rather head knowledge or sometimes more presumption than faith. And I have seen believers through the years of shepherding people badmouth the teaching of faith. They speak evil of the man and the women of God who teach faith, simply because when their faith was tested, it proved that it was not genuine, but rather superficial. Now, <clears throat> instead of examining as to why their faith failed the test and rectify the situation, they run off blaming the teaching as well as the teachers who teach faith. The only way for us to tell whether our faith is genuine or not, it's when it goes through a test or through the fire, as Peter says. And in the testing, one can clearly see what kind of faith it is. Now, we learn this from life's experiences as well. All learning institutions provide tests for the students in order to gauge and measure the level of knowledge of the subjects they have been taught throughout the year. And that's why we have exams, we have tests several times a year. It's part of the learning process. Now, also, you look at the manufacturing industry. All manufacturers put their products through severe tests before they market them and release them to the public. That's true, isn't it? They don't release any material to, for public consumption until and unless their products have been tested thoroughly. So it is with our faith. Just like gold is tried and purified by fire, even so our faith in God is also tested and purified through various trials so that it can bring honor and glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
the Bible says that God tested Abraham's faith. You remember that? When he told him to sacrifice Isaac, his only begotten son. Abraham's faith in the test, it proved genuine through his unquestionable obedience to God's voice. And our faith is also being tested through trials that we face in life. When the pressure is on, you will quickly find out what you really believe. And that is so true. When we are confronted with situations that require our prompt obedience, when we are faced with all kinds of temptation, when we are being rejected or even persecuted for our faith, in all these, our faith is being tested and tried. How do we respond when the pressure is on? It's important that we find out because that's when you really find out what you believe. Do you give way to pressure? Or is your faith genuine and able to stand under scrutiny and under fire? For instance, do we give away to anger? What about bitterness and unforgiveness when we are being tempted? What about discouragement or lust? Are we able to stand firm on the word of God or in the time of pressure and test, do we fold up and we give in to our flesh? These are very important questions for us to ask. As I said, you can only tell when the pressure is on you. It's easy to believe when there's no pressure. But when the pressure is on, then you get to find out what you really believe. And of course, the test is to help us to see what kind of faith that we currently possess in that particular area where we are being tested. If you find that it's lacking in a certain area, then of course you will know how to rectify that. Paul, writing to the believers in Thessalonica, says to them something very important. And we find that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10, Paul writing, he says, Night and day, praying exceedingly that we may see your face and then perfect what is lacking in your faith. Notice what he says to them. It's very important. He says, I'm praying for you night and day. And I long that I may see your face in order to perfect what is lacking in your faith. So Paul wanted to supply what was lacking in this believer's faith through his prayers and, of course, through his personal visit. It is obvious that, that our faith then could possibly lack in certain areas. When it is tested, it is proved. And let, me say, and let me say this. If anything is not worthy of being tested, 
then of course it's not worth having. Amen? If we can just help people with their faith and perfect what is lacking, they will be able to stand in the evil day and not cave in to the enemy's attacks. It's possible that we may have gaps in our faith. For example, let me give you some examples here. Many struggle in their faith when it comes to God's faithful provision. Others struggle in the area of generosity and giving to the Lord. They find it so difficult. Again and again the faith stumbles in that area and they are unable to trust God for provision. Others may struggle to believe God when it comes to divine healing. And when symptoms come and the pressure is on, so often we cannot stand on the word but cave in to the physical symptoms they may be or we may be experiencing. While others struggle with unfounded fears and anxieties for no reason. Well, the Bible says that genuine faith is able to stand against all of these and overcome because genuine faith in God always triumphs in every circumstance of life. No matter what you're facing, if your faith in that area is genuine and Bible faith according to the Word of God, the outcome is always the same, victory. The Apostle John, in 1 John 5, 4, says the following, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, he says, even our faith. So, <clears throat> what do we learn from this? What can we take from Peter's words? We need to look at every challenge, every test, every trial as an opportunity to have our faith examined and tested. Uh, as for me, I want my faith to be tested and I want my faith to be proven genuine and I'm sure you desire the same. Listen to what James says in 1 James, James 1 chapter 2, or rather chapter 1 verses 2 through 4. He says, my brethren, he's talking to us, he's talking to believers, and he says, my brethren, count it all joy when? When you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. He says, we are to count it joy not when everything is going well, but when we fall into various trials and tests. How can we do that? Only when we know certain things. What is it that we know? We know that when our faith is being tested, it produces patience, steadfastness, perseverance. So our attitude towards these trials 
that we may be facing from time to time should be one of a joyful approach because we know certain things that when we encounter these various tests we know that our faith is being tested and when our faith is being tested our patience is being worked on well james says that when your patience is being worked on we are being perfected or completed in our character character development is vitally important to the disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is looking at our character when we face these various tests and trials. He is watching how we respond to these kinds of tests, to these kinds of trials, and it develops character. And character development in the eyes of God is very, very, very important. For many of us, we, we, the area we lack the most, I believe, is in the area of patience or perseverance. We give up too quickly. Another word for patience is being consistent or the same in all circumstance of life. We, we're not one day up and the next day down. We don't have the blues one day and the next day we are up. We are always the same. And that's where God wants to take us by developing our patience though, so that we may have consistency and steadfastness in our walk with the Lord. So James says that when your faith is being tested, rejoice because your patience is being perfected. Isn't that what we are after? The development of our patience. And let me say this. Scripture says that the force or the power that supports our faith so that we can stand in the day of adversity is called patience. And the way we develop patience is through the various tests and trials our faith faces. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36. This is what it says. You have need of endurance. I don't know how many times the Spirit of God spoke those words to my heart. You have need of patience or endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. You see, we receive the promise of God, not just through faith, but through faith and patience. We need both. Please note that it is not the trial per se that develops patience, but what we do with the trial and how we respond to these various tests and trials that develops patience. Trials alone don't develop no faith, no patience. It's what you do with it that develops your patience. Let me give you an example. Just like the man who lifts heavy objects, why does he do that? In order to build up his physique or his muscles. The heavy objects don't build up his body. 
It's what he does with them that builds up his muscles. If you keep piling those weights on him, it will crush him, it will kill him. It's what he does with the, mus- with, with the weights that builds up his muscles. As he takes those weights and pushes them up and away, up and away from his body, his muscles are being developed. So, it is with the various trials we face, as we engage our faith against those trials, against those tests, our faith is being tested, and of course, our patience is being developed. It's not just sitting and taking them. It's what we do with them, how we respond to them, that makes the difference. Now, let me ask a question here. How do you, what do you do when you fail a test? You know, in my own personal walk with God, I have faced certain trials in the past when my faith was severely tested and it was found to be genuine in those areas. But I have also faced trials in which my faith was found lacking. And I fail those tests. The question we must ask ourselves is, what do we do when we fail a test? Well, one of, one of the things that we could do is we should go back to the Word of God and examine where we lack the necessary knowledge and the understanding it takes to pass the test in those areas we failed. You, you, you examine, you ask yourself, why? Why did I fail this test? Why did I give in to my flesh? Why did I give in to anger? Why did I give in to bitterness here? Why have I fallen into the trap of offense? You see, we need to examine and find out why. And of course, the Word of God is the place that we look and the Spirit of God guiding us and showing us the things that we lack. And I'm sure in those areas we failed, we lack the necessary knowledge and the understanding that is required to stand strong in those areas. That, of course, is going to require a diligent study of the Word and prayer where our faith is proved to be, of course, just head knowledge rather than Bible faith. But James gives us a key. He says, if you lack wisdom in these areas, we should ask God who gives generously to all who ask in faith. Listen to what he says. And this verse of scripture comes right after He tells us about the tests and the trials that we may be facing. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously or liberally and without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Now, why ask for wisdom? Well, Wisdom helps us see where we are failing the test. 
Wisdom helps us see through things and, of course, enables us to adjust our attitude. Many times we fail the test because our attitude is all wrong. Are you listening to me? We have the wrong attitude as we face the test. And so the wisdom of God will show you where you need to make some adjustments either in our attitude so that or whatever else needs adjustment so that we don't go through the same test over and over again without learning anything from it. <laughs> Someone said you don't learn anything from the second kick of a mule. If you... <laughs> If you haven't learned anything from that, you know, then something is wrong with you. Don't stand behind the mule. So that's why we need the wisdom of God. And we have vivid examples where people have gone through the same test over and over and over and over and over again. And they haven't learned anything from it. That's terrible. And, of course, in studying the children of Israel, we, we have those examples and, and, and the, the children of Israel and the attitude in the wilderness proved that they haven't learned anything from all the tests that they have gone through in the desert. Over and over again, they failed the test and proved that they were unfaithful to God and his dealings with them. They did not trust the Lord. When they were tested, their faith in God failed them. Listen to what Psalm 78 verse 22 says. They did not believe in God and did not trust in his salvation. See, it's very clear. Every time they... They encountered a, a, a trial or a test. They started murmuring, complaining against Moses, against Aaron, against... The complaint was really against God. You know, you brought us here in this desert so you can kill us. And every time God faithfully opened the way for them, provided for them. But the moment they, they encountered another test or another trial, back to the same thing again. They had the wrong attitude. Their faith was not genuine. They didn't trust God. And as a result, they failed. Well, when we fail a test, we need to ask God to give us wisdom and show us why our faith failed us in that area. Now, he will show you by giving you, I believe, wise counsel on how to perfect that which is lacking in your faith so that the next time you will pass the test and when you do, <laughs> you will move on to higher levels of faith and higher levels of spiritual maturity. But you know what? There are other trials awaiting you there. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I'm reminded of Peter, Peter the Apostle. And you know the story when his faith and loyalty to the Lord was tested. It failed him and he ended up denying the very Lord he promised he would not. 
And of course, in the test, Peter learned, and thank God for that, he learned a valuable lesson which helped him in the future. When he saw what caused him to fail, the Bible says he went out and he wept bitterly and repented. He saw. What did he see? He saw that the cause of his downfall was his self-reliance and self-confidence. He remembered how he bragged that even though he said, Lord, others and everyone will deny you, I would never do so. I will even die with you. Let's read his very words in Matthew 26, verse 33. Peter answered and said to the Lord, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, Peter, that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter insisted and he said, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. What was the underlying cause of Peter's failure in the test? I believe one word describes it all, and that's pride. He was proud. And when he realized that, the Bible says he went out and he wept bitterly and he repented. In true repentance and brokenness, Peter was fully restored. But even when he denied the Lord, the Lord continued to love him through all of that. Never judged him. You know, when you fail a test, the Lord doesn't condemn you. He doesn't judge you. He loves you and he continually reaches towards you and he, and he encourages you because he said to the disciples, go and tell the disciples and Peter. He never, Jesus never rejected him. And no matter how many times we fail the test, God is so gracious and merciful and he will come again and he will minister to us. He will encourage us. He will revive us. He will give us wisdom. And hopefully one day our eyes will open up, our ears will open up and learn our lesson and, of course, pass the test that we may be encountering. And, of course, we can all learn a valuable lesson from Peter's experience and, of course, his failure. Whenever we shift our reliance from God and we put our trust in man or we put our trust in ourselves, the result is always the same. We will always fail. Jeremiah said, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, but cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his arm. Our trust should be in the Lord. Scripture says in Proverbs 11 verse 2, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. There is a, a beautiful hymn that 
I think it was Isaac Watts who wrote it many years ago. Sometimes we sing it in our church, not often. Let me read just a few words from that hymn in closing. It says, when I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and pour contempt on all my pride. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God and all the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to his blood. So folks, when you are faced with various challenges, trials and tests, do what James says, rejoice. Give thanks to God that you have one more opportunity for your faith to be proven genuine and real and give you victory. And that's the way that we should face these challenges, knowing that when our faith is being tried and tested, as James says, our, our patience is being developed. And we all need that force in our lives called patience or perseverance that can stand not just for a day, not just for an hour, not just for a week, but continue to stand strong under heavy pressure, heavy opposition, not moving away from the glorious gospel that we have been taught and communicated and stand strong in our faith so that the Lord may receive glory and honor through the genuineness of our faith. I trust this, this has been encouraging to you. And I'm telling you right now, this message came out of a personal trial, a personal challenge that, that I have faced in the last two weeks and the various um, things that, that came and tested me and tempted me. And uh, this message, this word was birthed out of, that, out of that fiery trial. And I thank God for it. And I thank God for his word. Amen. So let's give thanks to the Lord for his word. And then we will just, uh, if you have any comments or any questions, I will try to answer them. One thing I have learned, and I shared it this morning with our folks in the church, that some of the most profound revelations I have received from the Lord is when I asked questions. So don't be afraid to ask the Lord questions. Why? The disciples asked him why. And Jesus would sit with them and explain everything to his disciples. There was nothing that he did not explain to them in private. And so you may have questions. Don't be afraid. Don't be timid. Don't be shy. You know, those who ask, Jesus promised that they will receive. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be opened to you. I don't recall any time when I've asked the Lord a question and he did not show me truth from the scriptures. And so I thank God for his faithfulness throughout my journey. Father, we thank you so much that you are a good God, a faithful father, a wonderful provider. 
a divine protector. We give you praise and thanks for your precious word. Thank you that as we encounter these various tests and trials, your word declares that our patience is being developed. And I pray that you would help us adjust whatever needs to be adjusted. If our attitude is wrong, teach us how to adjust our attitude, how to repent and turn from certain attitudes that causes us to fail in the test. We give you thanks and we pray that this word will continue to minister to us in Jesus' precious and most wonderful name. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.